Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. So if you and or your team are still taking phone calls and receiving vendor supporting documentation via email, you need to authenticate that you are talking or communicating with your vendor. Please visit deborahrrichardson.com slash authentication where you will find a workshop on how to build an authentication reference. This is the answer to the question, are you communicating with your vendor or with a fraudster? Learn more today at Deborah R. Richardson slash authentication. So are you or do you have a new team member in vendor maintenance and want some training recommendations? Keep listening. Welcome to episode 106, five recommendations to train your new vendor maintenance team member. So I'm going to talk about um, this subject under the context of having a new team member or vendor maintenance team member that needs to be trained. But definitely uh, if you resonate, if you're a new team member and you resonate with any of these recommendations, bring that up to your new, uh, your new uh, supervisor, your new management, new leadership uh, to see if they have some of these options available because it's only going to help you do a better job. So let's go ahead and get started. So you have a new accounts payable or AP team member that will be assigned to the glorious, at least I think so, task of maintaining your vendor master file. So this includes adding new vendors, making changes to existing vendors, um, maybe issuing 1099s for vendors that need to be reported in box one. And if you don't know, that's the new 1099 NEC for um tax year 2020, or maybe issuing 1042s for foreign vendors, and of course, cleaning the vendor master file. And I do uh, realize that different companies will have different functions to train on that are not necessarily related to AP that every new team member still needs to know. Um, But I'm going to treat that separately. So here I will focus only on the vendor maintenance functions. And then I also want to point out that I specified AP because purchasing in those instances, I think the last uh, benchmark or benchmark that I saw on IOFM um, was that uh, purchasing was responsible for the vendor master file in 20 
24, 26% of the time. The rest of the time it's AP. And I do wanna make sure that I make that distinction because purchasing, you know, they may have different functions that the new vendor maintenance team member may need to know, such as reviewing and classifying a strategic vendor, for example. And here I'm just going to focus on those AP tasks. Although sometimes AP may be looking at that strategic vendor, but for the most part, I'll, I'll focus on those things that relate to um, uh, setting up a vendor, changing a vendor, and then also um, fraud. So the first thing I do want to also point out is that vendor uh, maintenance is the new front line against cyber criminals. And I'm going to repeat that. Vendor maintenance is the new front line against cyber criminals, at least I, cyber criminals. At least I think so. Um, now more than ever, training is essential for new vendor maintenance team members with an increase in social engineering scams, including business email compromise. It isn't enough anymore. Um, only to train on the need for compliance, um, such as with the IRS or OFAC fines. Awareness um, and the reason for authentication techniques, internal controls, and best practices need to be made clear. Then once you explain the why, the most important part is explaining the how. So they have resources and references to carry out their duties. Now, if you want um, to see a video on vendor maintenance's new frontline against cyber criminals, I do have a link um, to the related blog post. And in the blog post, you'll be able to click on the link to the, um, to the video. So the training, five training recommendations. The first one is the vendor maintenance policy. And this policy can be part of your AP policy or it can be separate, but you do need to have one. It tells your internal team members how to do business with the AP vendor team how to set up a vendor, how to change an existing vendor, what documents are required, what the turnaround time is. Um, and you can also uh, generate a welcome letter to new vendors or instructions for existing vendors from that document. It gives your new team member a background and an overview for the details that they will be responsible for. Okay, the second recommendation, of course, is cybersecurity awareness. Now, this can be company training that includes how to scan emails for fraud, how to recognize common frauds, and what specifically has been done at your company to prevent payment fraud. Now, again, this can include uh, adding authentication techniques to ensure they are communicating with the real vendor and if you want more information on the authentication um, workshops to build a reference, you can check the link in the show notes. And it can also include uh, internal controls such as multiple approvals 
for emails that request payments and other best practices. So make sure that that team member is aware of whatever your company has done to mitigate the risk of fraud with, especially with vendor setup. And I know that there are some uh, companies out there, third parties that provide that. So if it's not company training, then maybe it's third party or maybe your company training is only done once a year and so you've got some third-party tool that you use to train uh, team members so make sure that they have uh, one or both of those all right the third recommendation is of course desktop procedures so now that your new vendor maintenance team member has an overview of the process and fraud awareness it's time to get into the details so have a desktop procedure for each function and each ERP um, and the best practice is to have one person create it and then another one tested to avoid those scenarios or those um, where you have details where the person that created it thinks that the details everybody should know those and they really don't so make sure you have one person create and then one or more persons or, or team members uh, uh, walk through the process uh, or the desktop procedure that they just created to make sure that they can understand it um, as well. And you also want to make sure you include screenshots and instruction for both external and internal processes. So for example, in my vendor at change uh, desktop procedure templates that's included in the toolkit um, and I'll have a link to the toolkit in the blog post which will be linked in the show notes but anyway in my uh, toolkit that has vendor forms uh, uh, communication templates for the vendors and uh, template desktop procedures I have um, instructions for um, external things like 10 check and sam.gov if you're uh, if you're a government and then if you are a um, hospital then you know you need to check the OIG site the Office of Inspector General and so I have um, instructions on how to check those in list and so you should too so whatever they need to check you need to make sure you include it and I do recommend that you have at least the seven process docs uh, maybe more depending on what your functions are but at least these seven and that is the new vendor add the existing vendor change and then for foreign vendors you need a new vendor add and existing vendor change um, as well unless the uh, you can fold it into the other uh, desktop procedure and not make it so long I usually split those two up because foreign vendors have additional validations and the process doc or the desktop procedure you just don't want it to be that long so I usually split those up and then you want to have one for the vendor master file vendor data review process which is the vendor master file cleanup which I recommend you do um, at least uh, uh, annually but if you can uh, quarterly and at the uh, if if you can and have the staff for it uh, especially now in this age of fraud do it monthly that's my real recommendation 
And then of course, if the vendor master team, uh, vendor maintenance team is responsible for 1099s and 1042s, and you wanna have the 1099, how to generate and then distribute um, those forms. And then the same thing, uh, separate desktop procedure for 1042s, how to generate and distribute that. All right, number four. Um, so this is where we get into one-on-one uh, -on -one training. And so you need an experienced team member. So now that your new vendor maintenance team member has reviewed all the applicable desktop procedures, have them sit with a trained team member and watch that trained team member um, with each type of request then have the train team member switch and have the train team member watch them perform each type of request as well. And um, you wanna make sure that questions are encouraged. Um, sometimes this can be an area of short answers if the trainee asks one too many questions. So make sure that you choose a trainer that is patient especially if you have multiple accounting system ERPs and a vendor self-registration portal, and maybe you've got different tools for different things that they're gonna have to access. It is confusing to someone that's coming into that role, Just um, and you may already know that, but it can be confusing. So make sure that you have um, a trainer that is patient and that can um, answer their questions um, without uh, being too short because uh, you don't want to discourage questions. Now the fifth one um, is an audit. So now that your team member is trained, implement a weekly audit of 100% of their work. Once they consistently pass the audit with better than, I don't know, 90%, release them on their own for the regular monthly vendor process audit. And if you're not already performing an audit or getting audited um, at the vendor process level, I do recommend you start to make sure that your team or you are following the processes that were put into place to prevent fraud, reduce compliance penalties and fines and to measure performance. Now, some of you who have uh, approvals in your vendor master um, file or in your vendor add and change um, process where a vendor has to be approved may think you don't need an audit, but those that are approving um, those uh, vendor requests, uh, supervisors, managers, or higher, um, if they start to get, it, it can be time consuming at that level. So my recommendation is that before it gets to that level, make sure you have some type of an audit. And at that level, someone else can do the audit. Maybe the trainer does the audit um, 100% and then let them go on their own after they uh, have a better than 90% average of uh, correct um, uh, processing over the week. 
Now that was the fifth one and I almost had a sixth one, but um, I didn't list AP certifications and I didn't list them because the initial goal is to be able to function within your company and the new team member needed to be trained on your processes. However, having a training plan for a continued development, I know we all know about this. Um, it's important so that your new employee can enhance their skill set. I mean, that can be critical, especially now. You want um, or you want to be that critical thinker that, you know, keeps up with AP trends, um, especially AP vendor maintenance trends. Um, I do have and will have a link that's in the blog post and the blog post link is in the show notes that has several certifications or AP certifications available through IFOL or ACAP. And you can read more about that uh, organization or AP organization in the link, but it does include a vendor master file fraud prevention specialist, uh, CFPS is the acronym. Um, it's a certification that I created that is based on my authentication validation management three-step process for um, vendor setup and maintenance. And so check that out. And again, you want to have continuous learning. You want to have a training plan and AP certifications can definitely be a part of that plan. All right. So good luck. I know training can be challenging, especially now if AP is working from home, but hopefully these recommendations help. And if I missed anything, I would love to hear about it. And I'm sure others listening to the podcast would love to hear about it as well. So make sure you comment on the platform that you're using to listen, or just email me at Deborah at DebraRRichardson.com. Um, I'll have my email address in in the show notes and let me know what I missed and maybe I'll cover it on a future podcast episode. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 106th episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy. Stay happy.